0: to football we find out who is impersonating connor on tinder it's a travesty (laughs) it's a shame we're gonna go through the madden rookie ratings and basically just light the game on fire even though they do pay me money and then we're gonna answer your draft on draft questions it's a laid back show happy fourth of july we are actually recording this wednesday so that we can have a couple days off so connor happy fourth of july even though when you're hearing this it's already happened Yeah, happy 4th of July to you as well, and
1: hopefully everybody's enjoying a long holiday weekend. Hopefully you are not on your way into work right now while listening to this on Friday. I'm sorry if that's the case. We are praying for you. We're also praying for Mello, who is happily out of the hospital. Thank God. I can't believe how light we made Of that spider bite while recording (laughs) Last weekend and he he Ended up spending the week in the hospital we are still a problem Terrible friends
0: yeah terrible we really Are last time we made fun of someone's health on the podcast They died so we really got to start being Careful about this (laughs) it's just that like You you said recently we can't afford to lose Another host so we cannot Really cannot really can't so hopefully Everyone had a safe and happy 4th of July I love the 4th of July because um, I have kids and like shooting fireworks off with the Kids is great Uh, it's also like it is the midwest holiday like let's get drunk swim and blow shit up like it is the most midwest
1: thing ever (laughs) i can't even deny that at all let's wear
0: jorts and a tank
1: top and, and get drunk man i still need to get a good pair of jorts i said that would be my summer goal but it's dude they're it's hot even wearing jorts they're heavy everyone here does the same thing everyone just goes to the coast no matter where you live in the northeast you just drive to the coast. So I, I will I am happily as you're listening to this spending my time there right now. And then, so wait, do you guys just stay around and do like backyard barbecues? Yeah, basically,
0: basically? or cookouts? Cookouts, not barbecues, right? So we Yeah, where, not a barbecue. The I corrected myself. Where Mello and I live, we live in a uh almost like a suburb of Joplin I know that sounds ridiculous but it's true and so it's actually four people <laughs> right it's actually like very strict though because it's a nice community like you can't really shoot off fireworks like there are laws on what kind of dogs you can have and all kinds of things so we can't shoot fireworks off really where we live i'm i also live in a a little neighborhood that's like all trees and i'm afraid i would burn the whole area down so we go to my parents house which is just like Mom's on the city council. You can really do whatever you want in this town. So we just like take over their backyard and, and shoot off fireworks. Um, normally Mello would be running the grill, but he is on strict orders to not be outside. So I think that's going to all the responsibility of feeding the Miller clan will fall to me this weekend, which is a little, little nervous, but uh, I think I'll, I think I'll pull through. I'm poised. My biggest takeaway from that is that you have political
1: power. In we really town, do. Basically. Yeah. That is, that is really good and not surprising. Speaking of some power, uh, the NFL, which has always been a powerhouse in these negotiations, getting started early with the NFLPA on a CBA agreement that they would love to be, you know, have an extension done here or a new agreement done before the kickoff of the 2019 season. Matt, I'm going to be honest with you. That headline sounds super optimistic. I am not optimistic about this at all. I have been saying for a long time, I feel like a lockout is coming because of how un, how screwed the NFLPA got in the yep. last negotiations where they're gonna come to the table asking for so much more. And we've seen so many times the league really not budge with that kind of stuff. Where is your mood right now
0: when you first saw this? Yeah, when I first saw it, it was like, oh, this is this is good news actually. Right. And, and yes. so As I always do, I have like a small, and you know, I have a circle of friends that work on teams and they're not really sources. They're just friends. I, I try not to use them for stories and we just remain buddies. And I text a couple of people. It's like, what do you think about this? And what I heard back almost unilaterally is that the NFL does not want to fuck up their hundredth season. And they're willing to basically do anything at this point to make sure that there isn't a labor strike that affects the hundred season or puts like a dark cloud over it. Uh, obviously the holdout wouldn't happen until season one Oh one, but it's like, they want to, they want everything to look good right now. And I, I think they would actually like to sign this CBA early so that there's not the even potential of a lockout. Like we had last time, you know, it was, it was a lockout, but it didn't really affect the season. So I think now there's, there's a lot of motivation from the owners uh, I have I've heard and we've you know we talked to Alan Robinson a couple of days ago. It sounds like you know really wanting to you know make it to where medical marijuana is allowed or even recreational marijuana could be allowed for players or at least where it's not tested. It's not like okayed, but it's it's not enforced. Uh, I know the players are going to want a bigger cut of the pie, especially after watching NBA free agency. I think there's a little more motivation for guys to try to get more guaranteed money, but. You're right. I think the the owners won the last round of negotiations, so it'll be on the NFLPA to get some things back. But I do feel like the league is motivated to to get things done. And I I think one bit of good news is that Jerry Jones is really leading the charge from the ownership side of things because Jerry has always been seen as very pro player as opposed to, this might shock people, Robert Kraft, who was really in charge of the, the ownership group last time around, is more of like a staunch businessman. I I think Jerry is more like, Hey, let's get shit done um, as he did with getting those two teams to LA. Well, that's, I mean, that's all around
1: good news to just get this thing going, get this thing started. I mean, they're going to have to cave a lot more than they did last time. I don't think it'll be going away, but it it came up in our conversation with Alan Robinson. The franchise tag has to be an interesting talking point. I do wonder if they talk about maybe how many times it can be used. I I think the one and done personally to me, the one and done is the most fair for both sides. I I think the franchise tag ultimately screws a lot of players of long-term security, but the one and done in my eyes is a way for teams to not abuse it where you're saying, "Okay, well we franchised him, now let's use this time that we have as a negotiating window, not a way to just get the guy in his prime and then kick him down the curb." I think that's my biggest thing here. When you get into the second and even the third time, it just becomes absolutely ridiculous. And, and it's all about long-term security, long-term health insurance for these players, long-term money down the road. So, I mean, all we want is football. That's what it comes down to it for us. We want everyone to be happy. We want there to be football back because, man, what the hell would stick to football do during a lockout?
0: I don't know. Um I we would we've shown we could talk some basketball. I guess that's what we would do. Well, um yeah. yeah I, I Players would be easy to get on for interviews. Yeah, we, it'd be a lot of college football, I'll tell you that. Um a lot that's true. of that college never goes football. Away. That's that's so why we stick to all football. Exactly, not just NFL football. Might be covering right some eight-man high school football in Missouri. <laughs> I mean, if we have to. But uh, I'm I'm encouraged by what's going to happen, and I think that there's a lot of motivation to get things done. I do want to ask you before we get into these Madden ratings, before we do draft on draft. I saw on Twitter something happened to you, and oddly enough, I, and I had never told you about this. The same thing happened to me. About a year and a half ago, someone made a fake profile of you on Tinder. And I imagine it's just racking up the likes at this point. Uh, It's I mean, it was weird news to wake up to. I
1: woke up to this on Wednesday. I was uh, time coding our show because we did the very, very long. If you didn't listen to it, we ranked every single front office across the NFL. It's like eight thirty nine o'clock. I'm at my desk and somebody messages me. And they had caught on. She had caught on right away. But she's like, hey, you know, just want to let you know there's a Tinder profile that's acting as you with your pictures. And as the conversation got further and further, he directed me or I asked for the Instagram and he directed this. And I realized that, like, it's clearly not him, whoever I'm talking to. And so it's at first it's like a little scary, right? Because when you're in the media, people can screenshot conversations they think they're having with you and it's like oh fuck like who is what is this person like what if they're saying like creepy weird shit and it's getting screenshotted and 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 people think it's you i don't have tinder tinder is the the shittiest version of dating apps um i just no thanks so it's not me i can confirm that and then i laughed it off because i was like it's kind of funny it's kind of ridiculous i do feel bad for the people that are chatting with this account. Hopefully they put like my height as like six foot six so people catch on real quick that it's not me at all. That would uh, right. be amazing. So I had a good laugh about it and I'd even better laugh that uh, the suspect
0: number one is Mellow in the hospital right now. It has to be. He's just bored out of his mind. So some, same thing happened to me before I uh, met my current girlfriend and uh, someone, uh, I got a friend request on Facebook, and it was from uh, you know a girl. It was, it was somewhat attractive, so I was like, okay. So I accepted the friend request, and she messaged me. and was like, hey, uh, since you accepted my friend request, I just wondered why you never hit me up on Bumble because I like I matched, you know, or whatever. She did the so like. Yeah, thing. it'd be a weird exchange, right? <laughs> so I didn't even, I didn't really know how it works, but apparently, she like liked me, and then shot me a message, and I never replied, and it was just like, I'm not on Bumble. So I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, yeah, you are. And like sent me a screenshot. And it was, I mean, it was a picture of me. And it it said, you know, like, <laughs> uh, it's, you know, whatever, like lead writer for Bleach Report. And I was like, yo, that's that's not me. I, at the time I was like still kind of with my ex-girlfriend. So it was like, it would have been a like a scumbag a move show. to already be on, yeah. you know, on on a, a dating app. But man, apparently this is the thing where people will just I don't know if it's people trying to like scam for information. Hopefully it's not anyone trying to like you know, set up to do something hurtful, that always worries me of like, you know, is this some freaking Craigslist killer, like using my, you know, uh, status to to lure people? Because I'm, especially in this area, like I'm not by any means like a local celebrity, but a lot of people know who that I work for Bleacher Report and that I live here and that, you know, that I'm from this area. So it's like a safety thing, you know? um but gosh dang it's 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 scary man it's really weird yeah really weird i went
1: out with a girl once on hinge and we were just bullshitting about like the app and everything and she was telling me that she did get catfished once where like to the point where they went on the date like she was talking to the guy and then met up with him and he was not the person that the pictures were of and it's like what do you i was like what did you do in that situation and she was like well, I mean I stuck out like the conversation, but I ended it like the day as soon as it as soon as it was like surprisingly she didn't like call him out for it, but no thank you. I mean, that is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, so if you're right. on dating apps, which be I know careful. a lot of our listeners are, oof man. Um, yeah. Be really careful. Be smart about your first meetup. That's always, what I always in public. Say. The most public. Always you in public. Think of. Yeah, and I often don't do drinks as a first meetup. That's I a, would do like yeah. I would usually do, like, coffee or, like, lunch or something like that because, like, there's a lot of fucking weird people out there, man. Holy
0: shit. There really are. Yeah. Yeah. I I could tell horror stories at first dates, but I won't. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk <laughs> about, about football. Yeah, we'll talk about football, and we can all get pissed at these Madden ratings. We'll be right back. Our good friends at Madden have released their rookie ratings in anticipation of the game, which should come out in about a month. They ranked the first round. They, they released this. They gave us time to think about it, to process it, because, Connor, the rating system actually changed. And they, they explained this. They didn't want it to be a situation where, like, uh, say you know, whatever, Kyler Murray, he's ranked 73 overall. They want you to actually be able to feel a difference as he progresses and and translates through the game. So they're saying that a lot of rookies now are going to be rated lower than they normally would have been. So we wanted to go player by player and talk about the ratings for the first round picks. If we agree with them, if we don't agree with them, uh, the, maybe some positives and negatives. I actually feel like we're uniquely positioned to maybe help with this. So if Madden is looking for anyone to consult on rookie ratings, hit us up because I don't think anyone scouts the players in the media, at least like we do um, I, other people do, but we're, we're very involved. So I'm just putting us out theres we're, we're willing to help. And we love video games. I mean, I feel like
1: once a month we have some kind of video game conversation on this show. So I'll tell you this, Matt, as I read through all of these, which you did a lovely job of also transferring them to our rundown here, they did a pretty good job, honestly. Like some of them are really, there are a few on here that I completely disagree with. But overall, I like that they're lower because let's be real. You're going to get a handful of players from the first round every year that really have an impact on the field right away in the NFL. And I think a lot of it's from the skill position guys. Like we knew Saquon was probably going to be an instant star, that kind of thing. There's wide receivers or, even tight ends that could do that. Sometimes yep. there's offensive linemen that could be solid. So we'll start it right here. Kyler Murray's the, the big one, the big fish here or the little fish, I guess we can call oh. it the first one. Se- <laughs> <laughs> 73 overall, how do you, I mean, he's obviously going to be fast in the game. Yeah. He's one of those
0: guys that's going to play better than the rating, but do, do you agree with that one for Kyler? I like it. I really do. I I'm interested to dig into the, the individual traits. The speed's going to be ridiculous. I want to see where the arm strength, the Accuracy, the field vision, things like that are at. But I think 73 is a pretty fair ranking for a guy who is an unconventional number one overall type pick. What I really I I guess I'm judging everyone by the next two picks. Nick Bosa, a 78 and your guy, Quinn and Williams. Oh, boy. He came in at an 80. That's the highest of any rookie. So Bosa is 78 Q at 80. I really agree with those. And I, I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, well, rookies are rated lower than normal this year. That's pretty damn high. Yeah, that
1: is really high. And just to let you know, Matt, they give Kyler 91 speed. So he he's going to be kind of a cheat code at quarterback yeah, at that position, which is fair. I mean, but can, can he throw accurately on the run? Because right. that was always a problem with all the fast quarterbacks in the game. You look at the top dogs you were just talking about. Yeah, 80 is high for Quinn. I, I love that at Oliver got the 79 that like made me really happy. Yeah, they're both fast for defensive linemen, really fast. I mean, Ed is an 81, Q is a 78. They're both strong, 89 strength. Uh, those are high ratings, but I think if you were picking, you know, if you're counting on one hand, say you picked five guys that you think are gonna come on the field and probably be pretty damn good, maybe even borderline Pro Bowl level from day one, I think it's Q and Ed Oliver and Nick Bosa, the three highest rated guys.
0: Yeah, I really do too. And, and Bosa, you just knew he was gonna be really good. The thing I want to see with Bosa and I don't health? know if this is out yet health. Yeah. What's his injury score? Because he's been hurt twice in four years. So I think that's the the factor here. And, you know, they have the development rating. So like a superstar or, you know, rookie or whatever, you know, normal development. I would think Bosa's would be pretty high if he can stay healthy. But those would be the three guys. If you would asked me who are the, the three guys that are going to be ready to rock and roll right away. It probably would be those three. I thought that Cleveland Furl at 74 was that's actually higher than I expected him to get because he was not, you know, expected to be the number four overall pick in the draft. He's a high ceiling, low excuse me, high floor, low ceiling type player. So maybe that's why he gets the 74 out of the gate. But Cleveland Furrell and Devin White are both 74s. That surprised me because I'm thinking, okay, they we know Devin White's really good. He's a 74. I'm surprised that Furl got the same grade.
1: Yeah, me too. I think it goes back to what you said. I think it's about being pro ready. And I like that Devin White's a 92 speed because he really is that kind of, you know, running back playing linebacker kind of speedy guy. I think the two that really got cheated out of this entire list to me, especially at the position they play, because we've seen so many rookie linebackers come in and dominate Devin Bush is 72. And like you just said, Devin White, that's 74. I think both of those guys could have been an 80. I
0: agree. Overall. Right? I I, I mean, really thought the offensive line uh, and yes. linebackers were way too low. So 74 for Devin white 72 for Devin Bush and then offensive line, Jonah Williams, is 72 obviously now he's hurt, but Chris Lindstrom was a 70 and we're just Which right is, now yeah. talking about the top 16 picks. Chris Lindstrom a 70 was really surprisingly low for me. Uh to be the number 14 pick in the draft, you would expect a guy to be quite a bit higher. But how about this one, dude? Daniel Jones was the number six pick in the draft. So, whatever you think of Daniel Jones, he, the NFL, the Giants, made him the sixth pick in the draft. He is rated, I've seen it two different places. I've seen one he's rated 65 and one he's rated 63 ESPN actually tweeted out Wednesday morning. that Daniel Jones is 63 overall, which makes him the sixth highest rated rookie quarterback in the game. Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins are ahead of him. Drew Locke is ahead of him. Will Greer and undrafted free agent Tyree Jackson undrafted. I love Tyree Jackson. I know I was talking to the guys. Uh, who work at Madden at the combine and they're like, he's going to have a 98 or 99 on arm strength. There is no fucking way that an undrafted quarterback should be rated higher than Daniel Jones on your initial roster release.
1: I mean, dude, they absolutely, absolutely screwed him here. And I mean, we, we have said on this show how overdrafted he was. I mean, I've just went down the list. I'm on the official site right now of the players that are at 65, Right now, and I still don't see him. So maybe they did lower him even down to a sixty-three. Yeah, they did. He's a sixty-three. I mean, you're talking about like Dylan Mitchell's and Jimmy Moreland's of the world are rated higher. How? Which you could say what you want about Daniel Jones. I mean, when we we had the conversation, we both felt he was a good second-round developmental quarterback. Yeah, which would be like at least a seventy-two or or a seventy. I mean, it, it, it almost stick feels as a 62. Oh, Greg Dortch, 65
0: undrafted and <sighs> weighs like 150 pounds. I, I just want to say, I, I think you and Mello have both said this. I just want to join in. I am now rooting for Daniel Jones because this is just unnecessary. The, he, I understand he was overdrafted to some degree. He is not this bad. And it feels like everyone's now just piling on to be cute. Like, do you need the exposure this much that you're going to rank the guy who was the number six pick in the draft as the sixth best quarterback from this rookie class? It's It's not great. It's really not. It feels disrespectful.
1: It is disrespectful. So let's just go through. They gave him an 83 speed, 69 awareness. That feels like a joke in itself. He's fast. 86 acceleration. So let's look at the actual throwing. Because, I mean... It's pretty disrespectful. 87 throw
0: power. He's just not very accurate, which is crazy. I mean, even if you think that he's Ryan Tannehill, which was mellows comp, Ryan Tannehill better than 63 in the game. Yeah, I don't get it's, it. it. It's brutal, but guess what? We're really? talking about it.
1: Yeah, so. Hey, good job Madden. And uh, what I like about the Madden ratings is they do do a nice job of updating them throughout the year. Pretty consistently. Uh, two more here at the top of the first round, Josh Allen and TJ Hawkinson coming in at 77 each. I think that's really fair because I think both those players can do a lot of things yeah, uh, right away ready. on the field for, you know what I mean? Like Josh Allen, I've always said, I don't think he's this double digit sack guy that he's been billed as, but he's a really good player, whether it is against the run and coverage or as an outside speed rusher, Hawkinson, I, it wouldn't shock me if he comes in and and he's updated to like an 85 very quickly because of how good of a blocker he is and right. how reliable he is underneath.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I liked them both. I think Hawkinson's just incredibly pro-ready, and he's one of the highest-rated rookies in the entire class. Did Rashawn Gary surprise you as a 73 overall? So for comparison's sake, Christian Wilkins is a 75. Rashawn Gary's a 73. I personally thought that Gary was a better prospect. I think Wilkins might be more ready to go, but two points higher on this scale seems pretty uh, like a pretty big gap. And also Brian Burns was 75. So if you think, oh, well, Gary's just like a developmental guy. Oh, I think Brian Burns, you know, we need to see him bulk up. Need to see him play the run a little bit better. He came in as a 75 as well. Yeah, it's interesting. I think once again, Gary's one of those players that the overall is low, but
1: I'm going through some of the specifics here. I mean, his speed numbers are jacked up 86 speed, 88 acceleration, 82 strength. So maybe it's one of those kind of classic Madden raw players where you look at them and you go, all right, well, you know, I'm taking him." especially when you do those like franchise dynasty giraffes, you get Rashawn Gary, right. like really, really late in the draft and his speed rush ability from the outside gets you like 10 sacks right away. So they, they kind of jacked up all his athleticism traits here. He'll probably be one of those players where if you use him as a user kind of pass rusher, he'll be pretty
0: good. But the overall is very low. Yeah, it is, and then finally, uh, Rashawn. Excuse me, Dwayne Haskins. Reading my own notes backwards here. Dwayne Haskins, seventy-two overall, one point behind Kyler Murray. I think that's a pretty fair spot for him. For most of us, he was either the number one or number two quarterback in this class, so uh, a good rating for Dwayne Haskins. Who, uh, if he plays early for Washington, has a really good chance to improve that score. Uh, did you feel like that was a good spot for him? I think so. I think that's perfect. I think when you look at Haskins. I mean, a lot
1: of people feel he might not be ready to come in and just dominate right away. Obviously, he needs some time. You know, he's not an overly athletic guy, so he doesn't get those traits as the runners that Kyler Murray and even Daniel Jones got here, but he's got the 89 throw power. We've seen the really strong arm. He's got the 85 short accuracy. We've seen him really carve up teams underneath time and time again. So, you know, an 80 and 81 in terms of middle and deep accuracy. So I think with Haskins, I think they nailed it. He's just a classic, you know, mediocre kind of starter in Madden right now. And we're in a wait and see approach who also it's not even expected
0: that he starts for his team just yet. Yep. Let's take a break. We come back. We're going to hit pick 17 to 32 and also talk about some of these second rounders. Connor, one of the biggest surprises to me was not, you know, I understand the Daniel Jones thing. They're trying to, you know, get some talk going, but, how many guys that were drafted in the second round that ended up being highly rated players? So we talked about Quentin Williams is an 80. He's at the high end of the rookie ratings, but how about the fact that DK Metcalf at a 76, remember he was a, a not a first round pick. Irv Smith Jr., 75, not a first round pick. Byron Murphy, 75, not a first round pick. So we saw quite a few guys who were not first rounders. J.J. Arcega, Whiteside at 73. When you look at the top 20 to 25 rookies, Greedy Williams is in there. A.J. Brown's in there. A lot of guys who were not first round picks. Maybe my the biggest surprise of them for me was Sean Bunting, the corner. Who I, I really like Sean Bunting. He is rated a 72, the same as Devin Bush, who was the number 10 pick in the draft.
1: Yeah, that's that's just off. I mean, I really liked Sean Bunting. I thought he was a late second round kind of player, but I, I thought also Devin Bush was one of the best players in the entire draft. So to have them on the same scale. So you you did not consult this year with this, these ratings. I did correct? not.
0: So no, I'm being, like I'm part of the game, but they've changed things a little bit. So no consultation for me, you know, I've done, I've had a lot of different roles with them. I helped create uh, the fictional rookies for the draft. I've consulted on ratings. I've consulted on playbooks, but this year with all the other things that I do between sick football radio and writing, I just really, I, I didn't have a, a lot of time. And um, so no, no consultations for me. This is all of them. <laughs> I just want to check before I completely shit on (laughs) some of these. Thank you, I appreciate that. (laughs) No,
1: yeah, it's a little weird. I mean, because then you look at some of the first rounders over here. Like, do you think Nikhil Harry
0: got jobbed at seventy four? I I thought that seventy four is like a fine score, but in comparison with some of the other people who were rated ahead of him, that that surprised me a little bit. Devin White is honestly like the one that I'm probably most yeah him and Devin Bush. Yeah, him and Devin Bush got absolutely fucked. Yeah, I mean, like Andy Isabella's a 72. Dude, if your speed is up, it jacks up your rating. Yeah, and and that's, he's a 95 on speed. And same for Sean Bunting, he's a 92 on speed. I think you're right. I think speed and acceleration have like almost too big of an impact.
1: Hollywood Browns a 77 overall. Right. And I think he's a 97 speed. Your guy,
0: Chicago Polite's is 72. So well, he's a great player. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that, there's no character grade on Madden. So <laughs> No, there certainly is not. That's why it doesn't uh, matter.
1: You see all these guys. But you know, Debo I, my, Samuel's yeah. only 71. Yeah, because he's like at pretty average speed. Yeah. That's crazy. He's a guy that catches everything and yeah. can make something happen after the catch, but he just isn't that he's not super fast like these other guys. All right. Now I want to fight somebody. Miko Hardman's a 70. So not yeah, cool. He's 90, what is he? 95 96 speed. 95. Yeah, there you go. So we've cracked the code here on yep, stick to it's football all about that speed. of the Madden ratings. If you can run, you're going to be ranked pretty high. You're right. The
0: offensive lineman got jobbed. He, I mean, you know who else got jobbed? Speaking of first round picks, Jonathan Abram is a 69 oh, overall. That is just not fair. And L.J. Collier like, is too. Both first round picks. See, those are times overall.
1: where they got they got it wrong. It's not like we're sitting here disagree. Like Abram and Collier who I thought were second-round players and, like, like, end of the second-round kind of... In terms of grade, I knew Abram would be drafted earlier than that. Their floors are very high, both of them. They are not, like... They're not, like, where you rate them, they're both 69s, and you're like, oh, they'll grow into, like, 85, 88 kind of... Like, no, they're... Those guys are going to be on the field, and they're going to be good players on the field right away. Those are the times where I'm like, well, what'd you miss? What are you not getting here? So, it's... Yeah... Hey, if they want to call stick to football, right? We got we, you. We'll, we'll gladly help out here. Speaking of gladly low help out.
0: low grades, the offensive line. I mean, they really did just get hit hard this year. Hopefully, they <laughs> completely past. crushed. Garrett Bradbury's a seventy three. It's like okay, that's Should've not bad. Should have 80. been bad. Should have been eighty. Andre Dillard to seventy. Titus Howard to sixty seven. And then Caleb yeah. McGarry, who's like a really good right tackle, a sixty seven. <laughs> it's like goodness, Ugh. guys. Do you want the? Should, I, is my offensive I have a line 70s? Uh,
1: I haven't got Madden in, I think, two two years, three years. I can hook you up. I know a guy. So. Yeah, I know. I should probably take advantage of that. It's just, man, I'll be honest with you. I, I love football. Like, my life is football. When it, And I play enough video games when we're actually home, which is like three days of the year. I play NHL and FIFA, and last year it was Red Dead. It's just better games. I'm not even, a, I'm not like a true soccer fan, but it's just it's i don't know
0: i hope the game gets better i would love to see them really improve it maybe you could speak to it more than me so i don't play the actual game like when i do okay. have time and i'm like oh i want to play madden i simulate the games and i just do the off season oh so you like you basically um, do what you do for your job yes exactly <laughs> <In> it's, <Madden. laughs> right it's just my job on a video madden. game that's fair so. I respect that. It's like a good simulator tool. It's fun. Like I like building teams and Melo makes fun of me. Cause I'll get like legal pads and make notes, you know, like I'll have fucking depth <laughs> charts and team needs. And like, it's, it's very deep. If anyone ever wants to see how big of a nerd I am, come watch me play Madden. Cause it's pretty ridiculous. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. If they bring back NCAA football, our lives would be, like, Oh yeah. We can't cancel the tailgate tour or bring it to the tail, bring tour. it to the tailgate tour. That's what I would do. Man. Yeah. So the ratings need some work and we are offering up our help. Uh, I'm anxious to see after the preseason, like I would like to track these almost maybe re we revisit them after the preseason. Once we see some of the development from guys, figure out who's a starter, things like that. I'm with you all the way. I, I think it'd be cool. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to see,
1: you know, who jumps up and whatnot. And I'm kind of curious to hear what the stickies think. I kind of want to hear your, you know, what do you disagree with? What do you think they got right? I thought the first half of this, we really liked most of their ratings and then it kind of fell off a cliff. So leave those in those iTunes reviews or or a fun 4th of July story, whatever you got. We'd love to read those and check those out this weekend. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to answer some of your draft on draft questions.
0: It's Draft on Draft time, buddy. We have four amazing questions. We want to thank you guys sending in the iTunes questions, sending them in on Twitter. We recorded early this week, so if you normally send them in on Thursday, we'll try to get to those Sunday night because, frankly, very soon we're going to have to have a Draft on Draft only show because there's just nothing to talk about. And honestly, we fall behind
1: all the time. You guys send great questions and we can only get to so many of them. I think it's it's always been one of our favorite parts of the show. Cause it's our best way to interact with you guys. And we got one right here from Jeremy Godden, which NFL player or coach would win the Nathan's hot dog eating contest.
0: That's a great question. Oh, Andy Reed. So, I mean, right? I think Andy is a natural, he's getting older, which I think slows your metabolism True. down. Good, that's a good point. Normally this is where you would take Rex or Rob Ryan, but they're oh, both man, out of the easily. league right now. I have, A sleeper pick for you. How about Freddie Kitchens? I feel like he's a competitor. He's just kind of like this, like Southern badass. I think he could throw down some hot dogs. He's definitely a hot dog guy. Player. Oh, man.
1: There's some good ones. I mean, some of these dudes can eat. Right? Like, I would have
0: loved to pick Vince Wilfork back in the day. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. And I almost think (laughs) D-line is the way to go over O-line. A lot of offensive linemen are solid, but they're not like eaters. Also, I'm sure we're going to hear hell for that, but I, I mean, Quentin
1: Williams would be hilarious just to watch with him the braces, the with the braces and <laughs> the bottle stuck in his braces. Right. He yeah. is. I can't. Every time I see him, like it makes me happy. He's so funny with that smile. Would Snacks Harrison be a good one? I think so. I just don't know if he's a hot dog guy. Right. He's definitely an eater. I remember a couple of years ago, Bleacher Report did a shoot with him uh, at a steakhouse and I
0: mean, dude, he, yeah. He can put yeah, it away. Yeah, he can eat. Yeah, snacks yeah. can eat. So that's my thing. I, it depends on the food. Like, I can put away pizza, but I don't like hot dogs. Same. So it'd be like, Same, I wouldn't eat, I like hot dogs, but I like with a burger.
1: I don't, like, sit there and eat six hot dogs. Yeah, that's because you're I'll not six four sleep. years
0: old, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, does Emmett just, like, house hot dogs? He, yeah, he actually will. It's um, a kid and, thing. And now that, like, the pool's open at our house, he's swimming all the time. Like, the dude just eats nonstop. So, so yeah.
1: Is this Shay's first year with the pool? Because I saw her saying it's, like, a nightmare how much water the kids let in the house.
0: Yeah. So last summer we got it up late. We bought it for my oldest daughter's birthday, which is in August. So like, yeah, we got it up late this year. It's actually been cold and rainy here. So we finally got the pool up. It's, it's fantastic. They basically live in the pool, but they, anytime they run in, like you're not getting a five, six, seven year old to stop and like get dry, no hang way. out on the deck until they're dry. Yesterday there, I know there was a puddle in our, in our living room. Cause it's like all hardwood floors. And there was just a puddle for like two hours. It's like, I'm not even going to wipe it up because they're just going to do it again. Will the dogs lick it? (laughs) (laughs) No, surprisingly. That would make everything so much better. Wow. Matt even has
1: like domesticated elegant dogs now. They're too good to lick up the pool. I know,
0: man. I'm growing up. It's weird. Not really.
1: All right. Not really. (laughs) All right. This one from Mr. Perfect Attendance himself, Patrick Chamberlain. Going into this season, (laughs) which NFL coach would you say is on the hottest seat? I've been saying Matt Patricia this entire time.
0: That's a good one. I, I I really do think that's a, a good answer. I think Ooh. Cliff Kingsbury is too. I have a dark horse. Like, and this is gonna this is gonna
1: raise some turn some heads. Mike Zimmer. Ooh, that's a good one. I thought you were saying Mike Tomlin, and I was gonna agree with you. But both I, are good. I will say this. I would never I would not fire Mike Zimmer. If the Vikings make the playoffs or not this year, I would not fire him. But I think they have I think they have a sneaky playoff mandate there. I really do. With the roster they've built, I think and so. The money, and the money they've right? spent. Exact And also firing the coach kind of buys the front office time for Kirk, you know, the Kirk Cousins rebound year. Yeah, is what it really builds that in year 3. I love Mike Zimmer. I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying, if you want your sleeper,
0: that's your sleeper. What about Adam Gase? Uh if it if it doesn't work, it, you know, like Joe okay, Douglas it, has to get his own guy. If it blows up,
1: like they win three games. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Because there. Chris Johnson's thing is that like this is all about Sam Darnold and they are going to make sure they get it right for Sam Darnold. And Joe Douglas just got a, I think a 6-year deal. He ain't going anywhere. Anywhere. No. Adam Gates got that 4-year deal. So if it goes bad real quick, yeah, I, I would say Adam Gase is on there. I just think he's in a position where he, he can do it. He could fuck it up. Yep. We've but I, th- I, think, I, I think they win eight games. I really do. The back schedule is just not very challenging. Spent a ton of money on the roster. We'll see. I don't think they have a playoff mandate. That's why. I think Minnesota does. I think the Lions do. So that's when, you, that's when firings happen real fast.
0: Yeah, absolutely do. It's, it is when the owner thinks you're going to be good and you're not like, that's when you exactly. have a problem, All right, Shane Merriman. This is uh no, this was a Twitter question. My bad, which 2018 rookie that got injured early on has the best chance at surprising everyone this year. And he put surprising in air quotes. Um, and further on this, he said he's excited for Darius guys. I actually think that might be the only answer. I'm very excited it's a great pick. for Darius guys. I mean, he, I loved him. Uh, coming out of LSU and, and he was a little banged up there and then he gets hurt last year. So I really, really want to see what he can do. I think Denzel Ward is another candidate. If he can stay healthy for a full 16 games, I believe I, last year early on, we were talking about a guy who looked like he was going to be one of the best corners in football. So if he can just stay healthy, he could be really, really special. I think uh, we got to watch Isaiah win in New yep. England
1: Yep, this year. I loved him as a prospect and I think he'll he'll thrive in New England. It's a shame. I mean, it didn't matter anyway. They won the Super Bowl. Yeah, it worked out. But he, he was they expected him to be a really big piece for that team. And I know, you know, there won't be Isaiah Wynn coverage this year because he plays offensive line, but I think he could be they want to run the ball. And if you want to run the ball, that was the dude to go get. So I, I think if you're looking for one of the more
0: quiet positions, yeah, definitely Isaiah Wynn. Fun fact Rashad Penny did not get hurt. He just didn't do anything. So I don't know if that one counts. Uh, God. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, he he didn't know Yeah. Simple as that. Sometimes it's just a bad pick. So, all right. Our last draft on draft here for you guys today. Thanks (laughs) for sticking with us. Hope you enjoyed our, our Madden ratings breakdown, our dating profile advice and how not to get catfish. John P 25. If Mello turns into Spider-Man, which superhero would you want to be in order to beat Or team up with
0: him. (laughs) So I actually thought about Uh, this earlier. It's a good. It's. it's I feel like it's obvious. If Melo is Spider Man, which I would pay so much money to see him in that suit, you are definitely Captain America, and I'm and I'm definitely Iron Man. That's the team right there. But
1: what if we went the villain route? Ooh, you're the you're the Goblin. Yeah, one million percent. (laughs) One million percent. I'll be Doc Ock. I don't care. I what can a see weird that. character that
0: was. Yeah, it really. Holy was. shit. But oh, man. Mello in reality, is- Mellow is the Hulk. Yeah, he has to be. Like, what? Oh, man. With like a longer fuse, because like Mellow's so laid back. But once he gets pissed, it's like, oh, baby, I'm out of the way for this one. So, you know what I just realized? We might be together for Halloween this year.
1: Oh, really? Um, I'm trying to see. Oh, so it, Halloween's no, on. No, it's a Thursday. Oh, we won't be. It's all the way on Thursday. But I
0: knew we were. We had a tailgate tour trip, but it's the weekend before. Anyone who wants to dress up as us for Halloween definitely gets a free koozie. <laughs> so at least a free koozie. Yeah, probably
1: a free T-shirt. You might, you might get to come on the show and tell your story about <laughs> right. people reacting to
0: saying, "What the fuck are you for Halloween?" I I do think we need to get more listeners on the show. Um, we had Aunt Oreo on last year. Yeah, well, if you
1: win listener of the year, that's your ticket on. And I like it because it really creates good competition. I have no idea. When do we do the stickies? We did them toward the end of the year, I believe. So like December-ish. Okay. Okay. Yep, you're right. It is December. I I don't even have a front runner right now
0: for sticky. I really don't. I know like a lot of people say Dan Barnes because he started a cult. And I feel like that probably gets you some points. But Patrick Chamberlain has not missed the question
1: no Patrick Chamberlain and he's more Dan started a rival podcast oh that's true yes
0: that yes. that probably hurts
1: you honestly oh it definitely hurts you you can't start a rival you can't you don't want a beef war again no remember the last beef war we got into what happened Yeah,
0: it didn't go well for them <laughs> I'll tell you that <laughs> oh man
1: that really was didn't. fun
0: All right. I hope everyone had a great holiday. Yeah, have a great holiday. Hopefully you have all your fingers uh, after the fact, all your toes, all your ears. Those are important because you want to listen to the show. You want to subscribe to it, download it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We'll be back Monday morning with all of our 4th of July stories now that the uh, 4th of July will actually have happened for us. So enjoy it. Be safe out there. Hopefully you guys had fun. We'll talk to you real soon.